Hey, welcome to the Asian Podcast. My name is David, and to give an introduction, this was started by three friends who got to know each other growing up in Vancouver, Canada. We're here to just produce content and speak on topics that are relevant to Asian Canadians in general. A little bit about myself, I grew up in Richmond, B.C., and throughout the years I've also lived in Calgary and now St. John's, Newfoundland. I'm doing a residency out here, so I'm working in hospitals, and I've lived here for the last two years now. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to my other two co-hosts. Uh, yeah, uh, thanks for the intro, Dave. Uh, I'm John. I'm also in my mid-30s, born in uh, Vancouver, currently living in Vancouver myself. Uh, I work in, in transportation, and, and uh, we got we got Wenny as well. So Hey, guys. I'm Wenny. I'm... In my mid-20s, I'm a legal assistant and currently studying to be a paralegal. So July 1st is a actually special day for us, right? Uh, we met, I was looking through my chat logs. I think we met on 2017 in, on Canada Day. Yeah, the three of us. Yeah, <laughs> all three of us. Uh, I'm give people a little bit of backlog. Yeah, Dave, Dave and I have met for well over 15 years with three of us. I think we had met Wenny through some like other mutual friends but not really but that was like the first official time that we all officially met i guess is what you're trying to say you guys kept the juicy stuff out david tell them how we actually met <laughs> yes okay please. so i just remember my, my memory's hazy you can you correct me if i'm wrong i, I just remember I don't remember you have to understand whatever you guys tell me how we met i don't remember it was at a pool party and literally i think the lockers were communal right and I remember I was just changing and then Wendy and her friends walk in and she just gives me like this evil stare. And I, <laughs> I just remember like, hey, chill out. I'm not going to do anything here. <laughs> like weird setup. I, I think so too. Um, yeah. And then later on, I think our tables were next to each other or something. We had some mutual friends and I don't know that alcohol started and I don't remember much after that, honestly. It was, there were some after parties afterwards. It was just a whole day banger. We were just from 3 p.m. pool yeah. party at Dre's. We ended up at Hapa for dinner and drinks and then we ended up at a venue nightclub. So it went from like, I, for me, it went from 3 p.m. to 3 a.m. I don't know. <laughs> that about sounds you know. about right. I don't know what people think. Yeah, it sounds something, something similar <laughs> to that. It was just a, a day of debauchery. That's yeah. not my life anymore. That's, that seems so far away. But it's, it's. I'm just here to remind you. That you were all single. Oh, no, Wendy was not single. But um, yeah, she was. She was not single. But she no was one not knew single. That. No one knew that, right? <laughs> she was down. Or else would I give David a dirty look when he came to watch you? Would he? How did this all go down? COVID happened, and then at the end of COVID, when he's like, oh, I'm dating someone now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I went into quarantine single and came out with a boyfriend. That's not really the usual. <laughs> That's not usually what happens. But I think we kind of lucked out because we did go on a couple dates prior to lockdown. So we obviously knew the chemistry was there. And it's not like we met virtually and had no idea how that would be. But I mean, in terms of not seeing each other physically for the whole three months, we took it quite seriously just because, you know, we both have concerns for our families. We're just trying to think about the others, other people we live with. So we, yeah, we took the like social distancing rules really seriously and did mm. not have any like physical interactions, um, March, April, 
May until the long weekend hit because that's when I think phase two started easing in. But mm-hmm. what, what we did really was just like set up week weekly Zoom dates over the weekend. We would do like, we'd both have wine and like sometimes we even say, oh, we should just like, get takeout pizza and that's just like cool, have man. it. We have it like by ourselves or with each other like, over the computer. It was fun. And honestly, re- rewind a bit. How, how people yeah. don't know how you guys met, like the timeline. Like, oh. yeah. What what's the beginning? Right before COVID, pretty much. Yeah, run the story. Okay, so how, how do you yeah. even know this person? Well, COVID. Okay, I'm gonna work my way back. So March was when COVID started hitting, but then and then February, that was when I came back from my Toronto trip, and that was when he slid into my DM on Instagram. So that's actually how it started. Started. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we both were born in Christian families. I like were both born and raised in that kind of environment and I think he came across my Instagram noticed I would post like bible verses and quotes and stuff and it's kind oh, of interest and he was just yeah. curious to know what church I currently go to and asked if I still go and then yeah I, I didn't peg you as a church girl <laughs> <laughs> yeah like little did he know so he was taking he was taking notes on those on those stories right it's all about the story reply so he was doing his homework yeah <laughs> Okay, if I'm a guy listening to this, how do I impress a girl during COVID, during social distancing measures? Okay, we find common ground, but I can't lead it anywhere. We can chat about it, but we can't do anything. That's all you can do. You can just chat. So going back to our weekly Zoom dates, we really had to just depend on our conversational skills with each other. Like We would honestly talk for up to five to six hours on Zoom. I don't know how. We just didn't even know where the time went. There's just so much to talk about. So we really just relied on that. And that's all he really had to do to impress me, per se. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. If you didn't meet him before in person, though, like uh-huh. you said, you, you had met him a few times. If you just met him first time on Zoom, like, I think it would be so hard to feel that vibe. Do you think it would be still possible? I think it'd still be possible. It, it's like right. that show, Love is Blind. It was actually really successful where they had contestants go into their own separate pods and they wouldn't, they had no idea what the other person looked like and they just had to rely on their voices and conversational skills. And if, if it went well, the guy would ask the girl out and then that's when they finally see each other in person and apparently it was really successful yeah. as an experiment. Mm. But, but for... Nick and I, our situation was a bit different. We did have that advantage of knowing that physical attraction prior, and we did know we had that chemistry prior. But I mean, that entire physical aspect was taken away for us for three whole months. So that's that's really cool. What what are the things that attracted you to to Nick? Like, what are the the things that stood out? Because you were on dates before. Well, I mean, I'm sure most girls do too, but. We really like it when guys are attentive, and that's something I noticed about him. Just like things I would say, things I like, just things I would tell him about. He always kept note of it, and I would know that that's something he was, yeah, just kind of keeping in his mind. And he was just very attentive to things I liked or needed, and that just shows that they genuinely care, and they're not just kind of looking at you for just like <laughs> however they want to look at you for, but they they really want to know what you're looking for. And, Right. Not just another ABG. Yeah. <laughs> another Vancouver ABG. Yeah. How was uh, a question for you, Wendy? So, like, obviously, you said, you know, the majority of your dates are through Zoom Zoom video call. So, yeah. like, you know, during that time, obviously, in person, it's, you know, sometimes you go on dates and 
you can have like those awkward silences or whatever. So, you know, you told us that you, you know, you were able to chat for like, you know, five, six hours at times, you know, were there any silences? Um, if there were like, was it awkward or how did you guys kind of get around that? I actually don't remember too much, too many silent moments, but I also think when you're, I guess, behind a computer screen, you don't have that person sitting right across from you where you're, you're forced to make eye contact the entire time. So right. sometimes maybe there are just like moments of silence and you're just kind of more comfortable per se, like compared to just being there. Right. Missing that awkward silent moment. But then again, like I said, our flow of conversation was, it went really well because we were still getting to know each other. And I think that's the stage where you feel comfortable just like continuously asking more about them. And then that just leads to like more things about getting to know each other. So I got a question. Yeah. So when you're on these Zoom dates, like how done up are you? I honestly look like <laughs> okay. another benefit of webcam is you'd be like, he'd be like, are you wearing makeup? And they're like, no. <laughs> it's just, Slap it's like, really, I'm like, it, it's just blurred out right now. I don't look tired because my webcam's blurry. It was great. So, we're, we're, we're all recording in our PJs right now, right, guys? <laughs> okay. So there's no, there's not that added pressure. That's... No. Yeah, very laid back. Yeah. And we would, um, you know, use different platforms like a house party and play those games mm -hmm. together, those interactive games. Or we would also just like watch Netflix together and have each other on Zoom besides. So we're just constantly yeah. having things to just interact with. And yeah. So how, how um, you know, through this process, because you obviously have to, you know, you, you got to talk through the, those platforms that you just said, uh, instead of, you know, traditionally going out, maybe going out for drinks and restaurants and all that stuff. But like, you know, how, how much, um, how deep do you think you guys got within that shorter time frame than you would in, you know, traditional dating sense? Because that's, that's a question and something that I wonder about as well, because you really have to dive deep into these conversations because, you know, you don't know yeah. each other that well. Yeah. Right? So um, I think that's, that's a huge advantage for people that want, you know, a, a good quality relationship. So I want to hear about that. Yeah, that's actually really good thought I just that's actually something I think about sometimes I think about oh the the way that we know each other now is that actually a lot shorter than compared to the time frame people would take to get to know each other was like three months too quick but mm -hmm. it, it didn't feel quick at all it feels maybe like all the time that we would get to know each other just like merged into this like time frame where the amount of like the amount of conversations we'd have and the quality each one came with it's just mm -hmm. like Maybe like, okay, for example, like one conversation, it would take like a week for someone else to have if right. they weren't chatting like over the computer during COVID. Like the amount of time that we spent talking to each other every single day, it just like felt like it was expanded within like maybe like half a year or a year amount, you know? Yeah. Okay. I got a question too. Hey, when you first met Nick, uh, did you, were you like, did you have a crush on him already? Like what was, uh, yeah. like what kind of, <laughs> yeah, what, what was the first impression? Oh my God. <laughs> Are you really going to go there? Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to hold back if you ask me something like that. <laughs> I want to know. I give, know, know like, give our listeners some, uh, some context there, Wendy. I take this, the Canada line, the sky train to work. Well, this was pre-COVID when I still took the Canada line. Now I just drive straight to the office. But I actually sit in the same spot every morning where um, 
there was like only one seat beside me and I could lean and like try to go to sleep because it's just so early. I'm not a morning person. I would just try to get whatever sleep I can in before I get mm-hmm. to my stop. And then I did notice there was this, <clears throat> there's this couple which happens to be <laughs> Nick and you know, his ex, his ex-girlfriend, like we all had our, our exes sort of thing. And then I would just wake up to this like chitter chatter, like this just really cute kind of PDA conversation I would just always think like oh my goodness it's too early for this stuff like who like, why is this couple all up in each other's face I'm just trying to sleep here like I look like a freaking zombie and they're just they look so cute in their little corner and just you know yeah and then I would think I was in the point of my relationship during then where I was with I was already dating my ex for four years and we we're just kind of like totally over that stage and maybe I wanted what they had or maybe I just wasn't <laughs> I I don't know I wasn't really that, but like yeah I thought I wasn't really into PDA and so that was actually my very first impression of him I just always saw him as like this the PDA kind of guy and I make fun of about it like all the time to him so I, I already knew of him before he even knew of my existence <laughs> sitting on this guy train. <laughs> oh my gosh okay yeah. interesting so there's hope for guys who <laughs> don't initially make that good first impression that's what I that's what I'm getting from it Guys, always you always got to be prepared. You don't know who's you know who's looking at you on, on the the ride to work. You know the train, bus, whatever you're taking. So always be prepared, guys. Because they're gonna see you on Instagram and gonna be like, I know who this is. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. That's actually what happened. So when he slid into my DM, I only saw that small icon, and I was like, Oh my god, it's the PDA guy. Like, what is he? <laughs> it's the PDA guy. That's actually what my first, first thoughts were. Aside from, you know, not being able to physically see each other as much as you would normally do, you know, what what, what was what were some of the difficulties you would say dating during this process? Aside from the, the obvious, which is the physical, but honestly, it, other than the, the physical aspect, I didn't think it was hard at all. We actually really enjoyed our experience and we actually kind of appreciated that journey even during that time. Right. Like, we would even share with each other that, wow, things could have been really different if this didn't happen for yeah. us. You know? Like yeah. maybe this quarantine was actually mm-hmm. something that allowed us to share something that couldn't have existed if we just met each other through the normal ways of just like going on a couple dinner dates and right. leaving it at that. Right. Yeah. So do you think now that things are opening up, like, will you still have these Zoom dates? Will it change things forever? Or oh, yeah, 100%. This actually allowed us to know that we don't always have to see each other. If we're just like feeling tired after work, we can just instantly just hang out over Zoom. Like we don't have to just rush over to meet up and just like force mm-hmm. a hangout if we're both tired, if it's raining out, or mm-hmm. if we just want to spend more time at home with their family. Like we can just we can just still be with each other while not actually physically being there with each other. Right. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought that. I would have thought like the other case where you would like, oh, I want to go out like so much now that everything's opening up. Yeah, it actually kind of, well, for me, I mean, I've never experienced long distance relationships like you before, David. But for me, I was thinking, wow, like I actually think I could probably pull through with something like that if you have all these different tools to kind of just pass time together. Because that was three months. I'm sure you see your girlfriend. Well, prior to COVID, I'm sure you would see her Mm -hmm. drop in and everything. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, what wow. do you guys do for your long distance? 
I feel like I'm in perpetual long distance relationships. <laughs> I have, I've had, yeah, several experiences. Right. Um, I think it's just for me, it's, it doesn't make a huge difference because I'm just so busy all the time. <laughs> yeah. And so when I'm away, I can focus on work or studies or whatever. And then when I'm actually there with the person, I can, I can feel like I'm more present and focus more energy rather than like half-assed just be there physically, but not actually being there. Mm-hmm. So I would become party. <laughs> when I go out with you guys, I'm always like down to like just party hard because like I don't see you guys a lot. Oh please! Uh, when we met up in Hong Kong, this guy went to Wanzai. Oh, like what's that, that called? Wanzai, right? Wanzai. Was it or? That's and, and then he was passed out on the table while we're all having shots. I felt so bad for this guy. I had major jet lag. Okay, like <laughs> I'm gonna blame it on that. That's funny. Oh, it's always been like using Zoom or Skype or mm-hmm. or FaceTime. Okay. Even pre-COVID, I was using that a lot. And even with my, even when I was with my girlfriend and we were in the same city, I think I, at the time I was living in like, say, in Richmond. And then like my ex was like in North, close to North Van. So that's an hour, maybe an hour-ish drive. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. it's hard to see them as much as you can, right? Because if you had traffic and after work, you would just be so tired. So mm-hmm. yeah, we would use that Zoom Zoom dates. Yeah, so it worked. We're, we're good. Really yeah, it worked. It worked for us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and yeah. I'm saying now it, it's always worked for people with long distance relationships. But now after COVID, I think it's helping a lot of new couples too coming out of this. Think like realizing like, oh, it does work. You don't have to just rely on always just physically being there with one another. What about you, John? Yeah, I mean, I kind of like Wendy. I, I've had never really had long distance dating experience. Just kind of knowing myself, I I don't think. I'm uh, 99% sure that it's it's probably not for me, but just kind of hearing. Hey, that's what I thought too. Not that I'm in one now, but I'm saying. Yeah, no, I get it. And, you know, hearing, hearing, you know, how you, how you started Wendy and then like some of David's um, experience as well, and just some from my other friends and stuff like that. It's like, you, you really need that foundation, right? So, you know, you guys, you, Wendy, having, I think you guys built a, a huge foundation, you know, within two to three months. And like you said, yeah, and, and you know, in the beginning, like any relationship in, you know, pre-COVID times, it's like, you know, you're, you're going to go out, have all the regular dates and stuff like that. But, you know, you need um, to know that you can like talk to that person, um, you know, for the, for the long term. Right. So my, my experience, you know, for, for myself during COVID, I am in a, in a relationship. Um, you know, we were not living together at the time. So we still see each other probably about, you know, two to three times per week with all the pre-COVID precautions. And, you know, I, I felt um, my, my perspective of that was I was just feeling very happy because I knew there were a lot of people in relationships or people in, in progress of a relationship that, you know, wouldn't even be able to physically see each other. So um, that's kind of how I looked at it. That is kind of how I like my relationships, you know, I do like to see the other person, you know, not, not every single day, but a certain amount, you know, per week, because I feel that's just, just for myself personally, that's, that's just what I prefer. And that's what I, I like, but yeah, I mean, we have to use a lot of tools as well. You know, you, you find your medium, right? Some people prefer zoom calls or video or text or phone, um, whatever the, the main thing was, but you no, know, I like my me time as well. I think everyone needs their alone time, but, uh, yeah. That's that's the point, right? It's like it's dating to have fun, but you know, there's a purpose behind it as well. So, um, okay. yeah. That's, 
That actually makes me have a question for you. Hearing about a guy saying that, I'm not saying that guys don't care about these things, but sure. I like this is normally more for a girl to be concerned about. Oh, when you, they date someone or get into something and they invest their time, mm-hmm. in a person that's because they're hoping that it can be a long term partner of theirs. Right. So it's actually interesting to hear you say that. So I'm just wondering, is that because of an age? Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, so just to give our, our, our listeners, um, some, some context, you know, the, yeah. like, the age difference between myself and my girlfriend, it, it is seven years and that's the, yeah. the biggest age gap that I've had in all of my relationship. Yeah. But so she's close to my age. Tina's yeah. Right. Close to, close to one age. Um, yeah. but that being said, it, it's totally not about the age is, you know, I think I've dated girls that are my age or even a few older and it, it's, it's all about where they're at in life and where their head's at and what they want. Um, so, you know, I told her when we first met pretty, pretty early on in the first two months, you know, I, you know, told her, you know, this is kind of where I'm at in my life. Um, you know, this is what I'm looking for. I'm not looking to, you know, waste your time. I don't want to waste my time. Obviously not this direct, you know, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna ease <laughs> yeah, that in. Subtle kind of. Yeah. You ease that in. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, you, I think, you know, transparency is the, the, the best way to go, go about it. So, um, and I think girls are smart, obviously, when you, you know, girls know that if, if they can kind of smell it, if a guy only wants a certain thing, they can mm-hmm. kind of get a feeling about that. But, you know, like if you, um, you can, you can kind of weed out, uh, I don't want to say that we're what the fuck boys or whatever you want to call it. You, know, you, you can tell if a guy just wants one thing or if they're actually genuinely wanting to get to know you. So I think uh, whether you're a guy or a girl, if you can kind of know um, you know, what, what, what's the purpose, what the other person is looking for, you're going to save yourself a lot of time going in the future, right? Cause maybe both people just want to date and have something casual and that, and that's okay. Like whatever works for both people, um, as long as you guys are on the same page and then that way you're not, you know, giving false expectations, um, to, to either side, you're not wasting each other's time. You're respecting each other's time, but you can still have fun and, and, who knows, right? Like it turned into something serious. So that's, that's how I would uh, approach it. Yeah. 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 And, and would you, would you be concerned, for example, if let's just say, knock, knock on wood, if things don't work out and right. like four, four to five years from now, you guys decided you, you just part ways because it right. just like, wasn't compatible. It wasn't what you thought it could be. You personally as like, maybe like in your later thirties, would you be concerned? Do you feel like you'd be rushed? Like, is there, I know there's no biological clock for men, but like, right. men, are you, do you feel like you're going to be worried and trying to look for another person right away? Um, you know, I think, I think if, if people say they don't think about it at all, I think they're lying. Um, okay. but you know, it, you men, when men don't think about it, yeah, like the degree of that will, will be different for everyone. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I just turned 34. It was my birthday last yeah. week. So seven year difference, you guys can kind of do the math yourself. Um, But, you know, I did tell my girlfriend uh, very early on that, you know, I do want to have a family in the future. Right. Mm -hmm. So obviously things have to happen before that stage. Right. So you can't really plan it like, okay, we're going to date for one year. We're going to do this and all that stuff. Like life doesn't happen exactly that way, but you can kind of, that's kind of going back to my other point. uh, You know, if you're, transparent and kind of lay things out at the beginning like um you know that way you're not wasting each other's time if yeah. we didn't work out um you know obviously that is not good um 
you know, we actually just had this talk quite recently, you know. Oh, did you know? <laughs> no, no one. Uh, we'll, we'll call her T. My girlfriend will refer to my girlfriend as T. Uh, but, you know, no one goes into a relationship, you know, hoping for it to fail, right? Like, right. you know, you, you go on with your best intentions, um, hoping that it can turn to something. If it doesn't work out, it's unfortunate. Um, but, you know, for myself with my current girlfriend or even in the past, it's like, if you know you've done all you can, tried all you can on, on both sides and it doesn't work out, sometimes life just work that, works that way. But I don't think you, it, it's kind of cheesy. You know, people say, you know, you, you can't really look for the one. It just kind of happens. I met my girlfriend not through an online app. It was, we were both out one night and it just happened. And we literally talked at like, the club, at a, at, at a social, social establishment. <laughs> we, we met for 15 minutes. We talked for five minutes. Um, we, we connected very similar to, to Wengi and her and her uh, current relationship. Uh, we, we swapped info through the DM. You can find yeah. love anywhere. You can find love in the club. You can find love on Instagram. I don't know where David finds love. My biggest success was actually in coffee shops, I think. Because I spent so much time studying at this one particular 24-hour coffee shop back in Richmond. That that yeah. was where and it was easy to talk to people. Like if you, because during exam season you would see the same people studying, and then you just kind of talk. And then later on, like maybe after exams, you'd hang out. I think I've never met a girl who became a girlfriend at a club. I think the majority were from coffee shops. Actually, they weren't total strangers. They were either people I recognized from mutual friends, or mm-hmm. someone I kind of knew who they were one one great point you made there is like you know you you had a lot of your success or or you met a lot of people organically um when you're just at the coffee shop everyone knows a 24-hour coffee shop in richmond bc shout out to friends but yeah i think that's a real important thing to say if you spend a lot of time at a certain place whether it's the gym or whatever 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 you like you're the chances of you meeting someone that's like-minded is going to be much higher obviously right than just true traditionally just like let's say online apps or whatever right so everyone wants you know to, to to meet someone organically but for for myself i've had experience i think we've all had experience on you know apps or or organically personally i i don't think it's a huge difference um because you still have to kind of get to know the person but um it it definitely does put you in a better sense of uh, a better chance to succeed i think if you guys are at the same place you guys have that that same vision so yeah Wendy, any other thoughts? Like where should single people meet each other in Vancouver? Like what, what are some <laughs> top places? I honestly have no advice because I was just going to say I did not hold, try to go to coffee shops, study, look cute, wait for a guy. To, no, wait, he wait. But I would be like, oh, you know, it would be cute if I'm just studying and someone just talked to me and asked me what I'm studying. But no, it never happens. Or like if I'm at the gym, like why do not someone just come ask me like, oh, do you ever do you come here often? Like it just doesn't. I don't know. Maybe for me, it's because I'm not usually one spot. Right, maybe that's right. my thing. Like, cause I'm always, I always like different things, but like different areas. So I'm not kind of more grounded like David where, Oh, he'll just be at this one coffee shop for like X right, amount of days right. and just around <laughs> the same people. I'm always constantly just <laughs> out and about. So maybe that's why it never worked for me meeting people. Okay. Disclaimer is that when I'm at a coffee shop, I don't just, cold approach there's usually some event that precipitates so like i remember one time this girl and i were sitting beside each other and then there was literally like a car crash outside 
of this coffee shop. Yeah. And so we were both looking outside. We we're like, okay, was our cars affected? And then we kind of laughed about it. And then we, yeah, we talked about it. I remember another time this stray cat walked in the coffee shop and we were both, we kind of talked from that. It wasn't, oh, hey, what are you studying? Biochem, that's so cool. <laughs> it's, it's a little bit different. 